Proverbs chapter 2 verse 6 says that the Lord gives wisdom. From His mouth comes knowledge and understanding. The way you're insured to experience permanent victory versus temporary success is through the daily study and application of God's Word. Now, now I don't want you to miss this. It is only from His mouth that you receive wisdom and knowledge and understanding. It's only from His mouth that you discover how to combat and defeat the beast of sexual temptation. Well, welcome to the Point of Purity podcast, a weekly study filled to the brim with all the tools from Scripture that you will ever need to build a lasting life of biblical purity. I'm your host, Steve Etner, author, national speaker, and purity coach for the Pure Man Ministry. This is episode number 97, entitled, The Need to Read. Well, as we begin this week's episode, I'd like to take just a moment here and let's pray together. Father, we come before you right now, and we want to humbly acknowledge the fact that you and you alone are God. Would you forgive us for trying to usurp your throne, allowing King me to sit on the throne of our hearts? And please help us even now through this episode as we endeavor to oust King Me and choose instead to allow you to be the Lord and leader of our life, that we would actually follow through with it. So so we, we come to you right now asking in the glorious name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, that you fill us with your wisdom, that you equip us with your divine power, and that you lead us into a deeper understanding of your word and your will and your way that we will willingly choose to follow you wherever you lead us, wherever you take us. So thank you for what you're going to do. What you have been doing, we give you the praise in Jesus' name. Well, if you've followed this podcast for any length of time, then you know that I strongly encourage you to be in God's Word daily. You see, man does not live by bread alone, Matthew 4.4. In other words, You will not be free of your struggle with sexual temptation. You will not daily live in victory based on man's counsel and your own personal efforts alone. That's just not going to work. Believe me, I know. I tried and tried and tried to change my behavior without ever really trying to change my heart. It just doesn't work. Oh, sure, behavior modification can bring about a temporary change, and I couch that word change with air quotes, But without the Holy Spirit fully engaged in changing your heart, then you are bound to eventually fall and fail. Now, please do not misunderstand me here. I'm not saying that all of man's counsel is bad and your personal efforts are absolutely worthless. That's not what I'm saying. Here's what I am saying. I am saying that freedom and victory and lasting purity is found only through every word that comes from the mouth of God, Matthew 4.4. 4. It is God's word that has the cleansing, restorative, and, and re-energizing power that you need to be free from the beast of temptation. It's only as you daily fill your mind with his truth that you'll be able to then daily live out that truth. The key here is that when you receive the word, You accept it not as the word of men, but as what it really is, the word of God, which is at work within you, 1 Thessalonians 2.13. There, listen, there is tremendous value 
in listening to what God has to say to you through the scriptures. I mean, consider 2 Timothy chapter 3, verses 16 and 17. In that passage of scripture, we see that reading God's word will teach you. It's profitable for teaching. In other words, it will instruct you in how to do what is right. Reading God's word reproves you. In other words, it shows you what and where you've done wrong. Reading God's word will also correct you. It helps you fix what was wrong and make it right. And reading God's word will train you in how to live a life of righteousness, a life of purity, a life that daily honors and glorifies your creator and heavenly father. That's what the word of God does. The result of being in God's word daily is that you become a person of God who is completely equipped to be godly. You become a man or a woman of integrity and purity. So that's why I strongly encourage you to read your Bible every day of the week, not just occasionally, daily. Here's why. Hebrews 4.12 tells us that the Word of God is living, it's active, it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Every time you open it and read it, Every time you study it, every time you memorize it, meditate upon it, listen to it preached, whether it's on the radio or a podcast or in in church on Sunday, the verse goes on to say, it penetrates, it pierces to the dividing of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow. It gets all the fluff, all the junk out of the way, and it discerns the thoughts and the intentions of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. Well, throughout a majority of these episodes, I talk a lot about our heart. Why? Because we do what we do simply because in our heart we want what we want. So if you want victory over sexual temptation, or or any temptation for that matter, you must first do battle, listen now, not with the beast, but with your heart. This is because, as Jeremiah 17, 9 says, your heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can understand it? It is, as Jesus said in Mark 7, verses 21 and 22, from within, out of the heart comes evil thoughts, acts of sexual immorality, thefts, murders, acts of adultery, deeds of greed, wickedness, deceit, indecent behavior, envy, slander, pride, and foolishness. It comes from the heart. That's why it's so critical to your purity that you, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it, Proverbs 4.23. The fact is, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he, Proverbs 23.7. As a face is reflected in the water, or in today's vernacular, as a face is reflected in a mirror, so your heart reflects the real you, Proverbs 27.19. The primary purpose of this Point of Purity podcast, every episode that we do, is not it's 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 not to talk with you about the struggle against lust and porn and masturbation because that's not the primary problem you've heard me say before that's not the issue so my emphasis is not on how to stop feeding the beast but rather i want to zero our our episodes in on the on on nourishing the new nature that resides within your heart because to change your behavior you must first change the heart So Hebrews 4.12 is telling us that the Word of God gets past all the fluff and the junk in your life. 
and it gets right to the heart of the matter, the thoughts and the intentions of your heart. This is why investing time in God's Word daily is such a key element in living a life of victory and freedom. So how are you doing with that? Are you struggling with it? You need to to depend upon the leading and the guidance and the power and the strength of the Holy Spirit to keep you in the Word of God. I cannot stress enough the importance of being in the Word of God. Psalm 119, verse 9, asks a very important question. It says, how can a person keep his way pure? The verse goes on to say, by guarding it according to God's word. Did you catch that? Your purity is directly connected to God's word. We will be and stay pure only as we guard our purity with Scripture. Let me paint a picture for you. Imagine with me for just a moment that you're inside a fortified castle. It's protected on all sides by an impenetrable wall. No matter what the enemy outside is throwing at you, no matter how he tries to breach the fortress, he cannot touch you. Those walls are solid, reinforced, and unyielding. How would you feel being inside that fortress, inside that castle? Consider for just a moment the amazing freedom that you have within those walls of protection. Inside that fortress, you have nothing and no one to fear. Through Christ, watch this now, through Christ, you can experience just that. Psalm 27, verses 1 and 2, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 18, 2 declares, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold, Psalm 18.2. In Psalm 62, verse 6, it says of God, He only is my rock and my salvation, my fortress, and I shall not be shaken. In Psalm 46, verses 1 through 3, it tells us that God is our refuge. God is our strength. God is a very present help in our time of trouble. Therefore, because of that truth, because of that fact, we will not fear. Though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though the waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. In Psalm 144, verse 2, we read, God is my steadfast love. God is my fortress. God is my stronghold and my deliverer. He's my shield, and he in whom I take refuge. And I love the words of Nahum chapter 1, verse 7, which says, The Lord is good. He is a stronghold in the day of trouble. He knows those who take refuge in him. Here's, here's my point. Here's why I share all those verses. God is your fortress. God is your stronghold. And absolutely nothing and no one can ever or will ever penetrate his protection of your soul. Furthermore, think of God's word as being the mortar between the rock-solid stone of Jesus Christ, reinforcing the impenetrable wall. All Listen, all the arrows of the enemy, every lie he throws at you, every deception bomb he sends your way, every attempt he makes at misdirection and subterfuge, there's a word for you, subterfuge, bounces harmlessly off of those fortified walls. 
This, this is why I will always in every episode press you to be in God's Word every day for the rest of your life. This is why I want you to see the Scriptures, God's Word, as your oxygen tank. You cannot live. You cannot function without taking in God's Word. Here's, here's a fact. Listen now. Watch this. Your soul needs to be fed. And it knows that. It will always feed upon something. This is why it is so vital that you develop the discipline of feeding it the Word of God. I quoted Matthew 4, 4 earlier. Let me quote it again. Jesus said, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. In the Old Testament, Job declared, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my portion of food. Job Job 23, verse 12. Can you say that? Jeremiah said, Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart, for I am called by your name, O Lord, God of hosts. Jeremiah 15, verse 16. Okay, I've got a question for you. It's going to sound a little weird, but bear with me. How often do you eat? No, I'm I'm serious. How often do you eat? Now, I know that that answer may vary to some degree from person to person, but I think I'm safe in assuming that you eat on a somewhat regular basis. Well, I want to submit it should be the same with feeding your soul upon Scripture. In Matthew chapter 6, verse 11, Jesus encourages us to pray this. Give us this day our daily bread. David says that the blessed man is the man whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates, he chews on it, he thinks about it, he dwells upon it, day and night, Psalm 1, verse 2. The psalmist then exclaimed in Psalm 119, verse 97, Oh, How I love your law. It is my meditation. In other words, I'm feeding upon it all day long. Now, let's face it. Although our soul desperately needs solid spiritual food, sometimes life happens, right? And you end up skipping a meal or two. You allow yourself a few days of grace. You, you yield to the argument, I'll get back into the Word tomorrow. In fact, I, I'll even double up on my Bible reading tomorrow. You been there? I know I have. All too quickly, those days turn into weeks, which turn into months. And before you know it, your faith has become weak because you're spiritually famished. You haven't been feeding upon the Word of God. So I want you to consider this with me. If you're not feeding your soul with the Word of God, you are feeding it on something else. So what are you feeding your soul upon? I'm serious now. I want you to think about this. I want you to really consider this. What are you actually feeding your soul every day? Because remember, every day your soul is going to consume something. In Joshua chapter 1, verse 8, Joshua said, or God said, This book of the law, in other words, God's word, shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it. You shall think about it. You shall think and, and feed upon it. Dwell on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. Then 
you will make your way prosperous. Then you will have good success. Joshua 1.8. Well, as you choose to read God's word daily, as you choose to daily feed upon the truth of Scripture, and then as you meditate on it throughout the day, you're chewing on what he's revealed to you. Listen now, you will gain not only a greater understanding of who God is, but you will also begin to see the path that God wants you to walk throughout life. You see, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path, Psalm 119, verse 10. The unfolding of God's word gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple, Psalm 119, verse 130. Let me, let me add one more thing here as it relates to being in the scriptures daily. Reading God's word is vital. But listen to me now, watch this. It is also worthless if you do nothing about it. Let me repeat this. Reading God's word is vital, but it is worthless if you do nothing about it. I mean, think, think about being outside in the dead of night. It's a cloudy, moonless, starless sky. There are no street lamps, no external source of light except for the flashlight that you're holding in your hand. You got the picture in your mind? In order to navigate your way safely in the dark, in order to ensure you don't bump into something, trip over something, stub your toe, fall, making sure you don't injure yourself, you're going to turn the flashlight on, right? Does that make sense? And once you've turned that flashlight on, once the path ahead of you is illuminated, you're then able to move forward with confidence. But you must choose to take the step, then the next step. And then the next one, and the next one, because the flashlight can only shine just so far. So you got to take the steps that are being revealed to you before you can see anything further. Well, I want you to consider this. When you read your Bible, when you open God's Word and study the Scriptures, you are turning on the powerful light of God's Word. Remember Psalm 119, verse 105, God's Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. So you're reading your Bible. You're turning the light of Scripture on. What is the result? Well, after you're done with your devotions and you close your Bible, what was accomplished? Did you just simply do a task, what a good Christian man, what a good Christian woman does? What was the message that the Holy Spirit was speaking into your heart as you, as you studied the Word? What lesson or lessons is He wanting you to learn? What fruit is is growing and developing in your life as a result of your time in the Word? What steps are you taking to do what you've discovered? Again, I repeat, if you're not doing the Word of God, then reading the Word of God is worthless. Another way to put it is this way. What are you currently doing right here, right now, about what you read in Scripture today? What are you doing right here and right now, about what you read in the scriptures yesterday. God says in Leviticus chapter 18, verses 4 and 5, You shall follow my rules and keep my statutes and walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You shall therefore keep my statutes and my rules. If a person does them, he shall live by them. I am the Lord, Leviticus 18, 4 and 5. Then one chapter later, in Leviticus 19, verse 37, God says, And you shall observe all my statutes and all my rules and do them. I am the Lord. 
couple chapters later, in Leviticus 22, verse 31, God says, you shall keep my commandments and do them. I am the Lord. Do you get the idea that God wants us to read his word and obey it? Jesus said in in Luke chapter 11, verse 28, blessed rather are those who hear the word of God and keep it. John 13, verse 17, Jesus said, if you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. So again, I ask, do you get the idea that God expects more from us than just reading his word for five minutes a day out of a nice little daily devotional? James commands us in James chapter 1, verses 21 and 22 to receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save your soul, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. In Romans chapter 2, verse 13, the Apostle Paul tells us, it is not the hearers of the law who are righteous before God, but the doers of the law who will be justified. Here's the point I'm trying to make. Man's counsel, man's advice, man's way of dealing with the struggle is absolutely worthless if God is not in the center of it. Seriously, no matter if it's 12 sensible steps or eight powerful promises or five practical principles of purity, if God's word is not the central point, if it's not there to provide you with the counsel, then what you're hearing from man is empty, hollow, and insignificant advice. In Psalm 18, verse 30, it says, This God, his way is perfect. The word of the Lord proves true. He is a shield for all those who take refuge in him. So we need to be, 1 Peter 2, 2, like newborn infants. We are to long for the, the, the pure spiritual milk, that by it, by the word of God, being implanted and engrafted in our hearts and our lives, and by living it and doing it, we grow up into salvation, 1 Peter 2, 2. Okay, once again, we're going to hit the pause button. I gave you a lot of material to think through, and, and I encourage you maybe even re-listen through this episode so, so the truths sink deep into your heart. But uh, we're, we're going to stop here, and if you'd like to learn more about today's study, or if you're, you're interested in learning more about the Pure Man Ministry, then I encourage you and ask you to consider visiting our website. We have a multitude of resources that we've made available to you. Not just podcasts, there's videos, there's music videos, there's scripture verses, there's um, messages, there's just all kinds of, of resources available on our website. And that website is The Purity Coach, all one word, thepuritycoach.com. One of the resources that I'd like to draw your attention to in this episode is what is called our Point of Purity Program. It's a 12-week study of God's Word that's focused on equipping and training men and women in how to overcome lust, how to overcome porn addiction and sexual gratification and sexually acting out in a sinful way. And I'm excited. I mean, I am super excited to announce to you that there are now two ways that you can participate in the Point of Purity program. The first is the one that we've been doing for the last 10 years, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, our one-on-one weekly sessions. What that means is simply this. I will meet with you personally for an hour a week for 12 weeks. Now, this is not a small group or a support group setting. This is just you and me 
sitting down together, whether it's here in my office, if you're local, or via phone, or Zoom, or Skype, or FaceTime. But we're sitting down together, and we're going through the scriptures. And we're sharing together from God's word how to be free from porn addiction, how to be free from masturbation, how to be free from lust, how to be sexually pure in our lives. So each week as we meet, you're equipped with powerful tools from Scripture that that are going to help you not only be free, but live free. And in this Point of Purity program, you learn how to effectively change your thought process when faced with temptation. Again, not just sexual temptation, but actually any and all temptation. You learn how to change your thinking. You'll discover from Scripture how to submit yourself to God, how to stand firm against the temptation and, and, and then to successfully resist that temptation every single time. So if you'd like to learn more about the one-on-one Point of Purity program, simply go to our website, thepuritycoach.com, and click on the little box that says Point of Purity. Now, I said there's, there's two ways, and I'm super excited to announce this new second way that you can participate in our Point of Purity program. And that is simply to go to amazon.com, and purchase our brand new Point of Purity workbook. This workbook is the 12-week study that I do one-on-one with with people, and it's, it's the same study. It's designed to be done in connection with either an accountability partner or a small group or your spouse or, or your, your child, depending on their age. The, the content in this workbook is the exact same material that we go over in the one-on-one sessions. The only difference is that with the workbook, you don't have the benefit of having me walk you through it. So we're not doing it together. But either way, let me encourage you. Let me challenge you. Give serious thought. Give serious consideration to our Point of Purity program, whether it's reaching out to me and and, and trying to set up a time where we can meet one-on-one or getting the workbook. But if you'd like more information on this powerful 12-week program, just go to the website, thepuritycoach.com, and click on the link that says Point of Purity. Or you can go to the Contact Us section of the website and give me a call. I'd love to talk with you about it. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode, for listening to this podcast. And until we meet again next week, this is author, speaker, and purity coach Steve Etner reminding you of this important truth. If you are going to glorify God in your everyday living, he must first be glorified in your every moment thinking 